sits on my shrine. Thank you for coming along. I'm feeling quite nervous. <laughs> the first time I ever gave a public talk or something like that. And this position is Quite unusual. <laughs> so it's just, I hope you don't mind, just I'm taking a bit of time just to get used to this. This retreat, I was reading quite a bit of poems, and I really enjoyed that very much. I got a few poetry books from Graham, and I was yeah, I was reading a few of them, and with some of them, I found quite a lot of resonance. And I want to start this reflection, or whatever this is going to be. <laughs> Um, with one of the poems that I I felt a lot of resonance with, which was meant quite a bit to me. Um, it's called Wild Geese, and it's written by Mary Oliver. She's American, and she lives in California. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert, repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes over the prairies and the deep trees. 
the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the blue, clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offered it, offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. gave me my name just before the ordination a bit more than five years ago now. I felt de desperate, <laughs> depleted. I, 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 I kind of was asking myself, how come, how can he give this name to me, matter, everybody else <laughs> than, than me in this monastery? And I had kind of the, the vision that I had from now on to float on a pink cloud, always <laughs> being sweet and kind and friendly and having only good thoughts and good feelings about everything and everybody. And that felt quite devastating to me. Like, as an un I, I probably also as a monk, you come along a lot of projections and people expect you to be always kind and understanding and open and just all these good qualities and just like with this name I felt there was even more on top of that and kind of I felt like I always had to represent this this quality of matter. As I understood it that time, it was just like it was all good qualities that one could have, just loving kindness towards everybody and towards, towards all the things that you, or situations that you come across. And with that, getting that name, it was like a circle opening and like when Lung Po gave me that name, he was writing a little card with it and saying, I'm giving you this name to use it as a reflection for your life as a samana. And like in a way, this retreat and his teaching during this retreat is kind of closing the circle. Yeah, I feel... I'm coming to, uh, through all these year of course, years, of course, too, I feel like I'm coming to a different understanding of that. Like I feel, like very clearly this, this name now means to me really embracing, welcoming, receiving, accepting, and not just the good qualities but maybe even specially 
those ones that are difficult, like the, the feeling of hurt, the feeling of, of hatred, the feeling of ill will, the feeling of despair, all, all these qualities, and just really finding a way of including them in my life and opening up to them. And with, with Lung Po's teaching, I feel, I feel like it has, it has been opening the gate to that, like the gate to whatever is there inside and also to what is, whatever is there outside and, and at least trying to receive it and not, I mean, what has been more and more disappeared is this feeling of I have to be right all the time, or I have to be positive towards everything that comes at me, or out of me, all the time. And with that, that I feel it's coming a feeling of freedom, and, and also like with this opening, I feel there's an opening inside, a space is opening inside. When we started this retreat, I, I felt very, very tired and kind of very low on energy and I was really looking forward for a time of being able to be strong, being able to be on my own, not having to relate, not having to meet. And I was kind of really I mean, kind of ready for withdrawal. And then when Long Po was announcing the, the theme of this retreat, conviviality, I, I felt, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't, I kind of, in the beginning, I couldn't really relate to that. I, I felt kind of, I don't know how, how to embrace that right now. Kind of usually I'm I'm the guest man here in the monastery and I have during the year I have to relate a lot and I have to meet and I have to talk and I just have to connect. That's the main thing I'm doing. And then come looking forward for the retreat where I didn't have to do that, where I could just be and just whatever kind of nobody and then hearing his, his theme, I felt like, oh no, please not. 
But then it was interesting how how that unfolded. Like the first two weeks we had an intensive, like now. But to me that time felt very, very different. I was surprised how, at that time, how fast I could kind of open to that, which, how do you say, retreat mood, meeting group meetings, sitting here in the temple, listening to Long Paul's teaching. And so the idea that I had just in the very beginning of the retreat was actually not the, rea- the reality that I experienced afterwards when, when we started. And in the end, after this first two weeks, I felt incredibly peaceful. I think I, I've never felt like that before. It's just kind of the mind was, was very quiet, but bright and open and receptive. And like there came actually these qualities of metta that I, that I was talking about before. I, I actually experienced them. I felt the first time really fully how, how, what, how that feels, like how that is. And, and then, and I felt also like even after this just two weeks, I felt, well, actually, even if the retreat is over now, for whatever reason, it's actually all right. <laughs> I just felt like having got already so much energy and kind of having gone through the feeling of tiredness and, and left that behind and just opening to that what is there right now. And after that came a period of, of two weeks solitary was interesting. Like I, I came into that with this very peaceful and calm and quiet mind that nothing could disturb. And I was surprised uh, actually that that was there at all. And um, that that was there for about three days. And I was sitting like at that time, I was in the caravan out in the campsite and. And I was, I was there, and for three days, like this state of mind was present and just kind of very calm, whatever thoughts arising and passing, and not clinging to that, and just being in the present moment and being with that peace, peacefulness and calmness. And and then after these three days, it came to the point where I said, "Hmm, great." <laughs> is that all? <laughs> is there, is there, is there, is there anything else that might come up, or is that just, is that just how it is? <laughs> like, and what I, what I realized was somehow whatever that peaceful, calm state was before, kind of. I could see I felt I wasn't really ready for continuing with that. Like, it felt as, yes, I, I have this experience and it is very beautiful, but somehow 
I seemed not to be able really just to continue with that. It felt like there's still something waiting to process, something waiting to look into. And then like after this initial three days, it was kind of slowly happening that like the peacefulness got disturbed by any kind of, I mean, a theme coming up and and just seeing, well, actually, how then slowly the mind was kind of really looking for something that I could hold with, that I could stay with, that I had something to ponder around. And, and some part was inside was really, was really sad because it's very enjoyable to be peaceful, to be calm. But on the other hand, there was this other part inside that that want to have something to do, that want to be with something. And in the end, that, that was taking over, and I got into, I mean, just different themes coming up. When Lung Po started, or when we started with this second intensive, Lung Po was right, I think it was right on the first day, that he was saying that he would invite members of the community, and especially junior members of the community, to give reflections. <laughs> um, in the beginning, I felt like, well, it's okay. We have had sharings before. I'm able to say something unasked. And then, like, and he was saying, at the time he was saying, like, I would, uh, I'm asking you to, to share about your experience about this retreat and what has been happening for you in that time. And just before, this intensive started, I, I just, I think it started after one of the morning chantings and like there came up a theme, theme for me kind of in regards to attachment and I was kind of starting to look a bit into that and just seeing like where, where are the areas that I, that I'm attaching and how does it happen and and what kind of different attachments are there? And like, I mean, he said, like, I ask you to talk about something that that you are experiencing yourself. I, I said, oh well, I have a theme, <laughs> attachment. I know a lot about that. I'm good at that, <laughs> and <laughs> I will have something to say about this. <laughs> and I mean. 
think probably all of us know a lot about that because at least for me it is something that is like a thread through all the life. Like one of my strongest attachments are being a mother, being a woman. And like my son is now 27 years old, so I don't really need to be a mother anymore. <laughs> Not in the usual sense. And yet, I find it very interesting to see how strong this attachment is. And that after so many years, I can see how easily I fall into that role, into that mood, like just having a phone call with him, for example, and hearing about some problems or just hearing about how he's doing it immediately or very easily I can fall into this oh I have to help him sorting that out or I, I just have to do something about that and actually he's perfectly fine without me <laughs> but still like this attachment to to being a person in a certain situation and I think especially the the ones of you who have children really know what I'm talking about. How I think my feeling is that will stay with me for the rest of my life. Another strong attachment is being a woman, having a female body, and just having a way of perceiving life as a woman. And seeing like what what kind of situation actually wings up feeling like a woman. I mean, with the life in the Sangha, I feel actually it has, that has become, it's funny enough, but it has become stronger. I feel like, I think before, because of the form and how the form is lived and used. Like before the way I was living, of course like in society there are men, women and they have certain roles but I was living mostly quite so kind, I mean I think you say like rather free life where it didn't really matter so much if you are a woman or a man. It was kind of more a way of Relating that was very equal, so it, it didn't it didn't matter like if you like if I'm relating to you and you are a man or if I'm relating to you and you are a woman didn't make really very much difference. And coming here to live in the sangha was in the beginning quite a challenge in regards to that because I could see that sometimes I was just not cautious or not aware enough of how like how to approach monks or how to how how to relate to men and for the first years that was actually quite quite a challenge to to kind of keep a different kind of distance than I actually was used to. Like the way I'm feeling now is that I mean, in the beginning, that was really difficult just to see, well, yes, you, kind of, you can't just go on relating the way that you did before.
before. There is, you are in a different situation, and there is different things that are expected from you right now. And what I fear where I am now, it has come to a point where I actually see and also appreciate the differences that are actually there. Like, I appreciate very much to live together with my sisters, and I feel the feeling of the, to say the, the sense of living together is very different than I lived together. I mean, I was married before, so I lived together with, with a man. I was even twice married, so I lived twice <laughs> with two. <laughs> so I'm, I'm used to that, but I never before really just lived together with, with a group of women. And like, what it does to me is like this sense of being a woman has actually become stronger, funny enough. And like, again, attachment. And then what is like to see like this is one kind of touch, attachment. There's this other kind of attachment, being a mother. But kind of what actually is similar in both of them. And I was, during the time I was looking at that, I was also looking in other kind, into other kinds of attachments, like to views and opinions or, or to likes and dislikes. And by doing so, something became very clear that with attachment there always arises a sense of self. And that sometimes can can be so strong that that I how to say that that I actually kind of sounds funny, but that I actually forget who I am or who I'm not. And that sense of self takes over and actually isn't essentially me anymore. It's just, I mean, especially, I mean, I feel that very strongly when in situations where my views or opinions are getting challenged. And like sometimes digging in a hole and saying, okay, this is me, this is what I think, and this, I feel, is right. <laughs> and then, usually, that's somebody else who has a different kind of opinion. <laughs> and then, kind of, it's funny to see how, with the rising of this sense of self, suddenly boundaries become very strong and very firm that actually were not so firm, were not so strong before. And just, and just seeing, like, that, that this, like, that this attachment or this, this arising of the sense of self, how, how much we, we limit ourselves, how much we, we kind of put ourselves into a cage. And like, this was also like when Lung Po was talking about what's going on in the world and the conflict between the Palestinians and Palis how do you say that? Palestinians? What is the word? Palestinians 
and Israelis and there's like this killing going on in India between the Hindus and the Muslims and just again they again views and opinions and how getting that into an extreme how how people just can can kill each other and can bring each other in in terrible situations and kind of losing losing on the in that what really I mean what we really are and that that we all are connected and basically it is I mean that how we create a separation between each other and also I mean when when this is so strong as in these conflicts that I mentioned just I mean what I can see is that there's somehow the desperateness of people and the wish for security or for something that that gives the feeling of identity is so overwhelming that it seems to be no other way than going into into this even so it goes to the point of, of killing each other. You're feeling quite nervous up here. <laughs> Difficult to get used to this. Um, ending up here on this chair was quite a journey for me. Like when when first of us started to to give reflections like Alabanatiko and Ajahn Sumangalo and then Anandapoti and Isatitameda, I felt like I was wishing, oh, I hope if I'm asked, I, I'm asked soon. <laughs> One of the qualities I don't have, or, which isn't very well established or developed, is patience. <laughs> And just waiting. Um, so, but it didn't happen. So, with these situations, I was, this situation, I was going through a lot of feelings, different kind of feelings coming up. As I said, very much in the very beginning, when Longpo mentioned that. 
I said, oh, I said to myself, oh, well, yes, you can do that, just a few minutes of, of sharing, fine. I didn't think of having to sit on a high chair. And then later on, I think the second or third day, he gave a talk where he, <laughs> where he was describing all the difficulties that could come up when you sit up here. And the first thought that arose to me was, I don't even know how to get up on this chair. <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> what I have to do to, to get up here. <laughs> I never looked closely at it. And like, the, it was like, and the next day, seeing Lumpur sitting up here and how comfortable, how easeful he was. Just unbelievable. <laughs> But also very new. I never saw it that way. It was just, okay, he sits up here. He does his reflection. That's just normal. That's, that's just it. And then with the possibility of myself having to do that, I just saw actually what it means and like how, how is where he can do that. How, how, I don't know how to say. Like how, it just seems to be one of the things he does, nothing special. But it was also very encouraging seeing the rest of you up here. It was very beautiful. And I I feel sad I missed your talk, I didn't feel very well that evening. But I I I will listen to it <laughs> on the day. Um so, like listening to all of you, I found what what was most striking, what was most beautiful about this was I could really recognize each each of you in this. It was really like how I know you, and even with somebody like Ajahn Mangalo, <laughs> I was very surprised. Like. It was utterly unexpected what, what, what you did with your talk, but what happened to me with listening to you was I suddenly realized, well, just let come what comes. Don't take yourself serious and just be what, whatever you are. That was very, very beautiful. <laughs> Something I, I have a lot to learn about that. <laughs> it was very encouraging. And then with the others, like, I felt like that's how I know you. And I just realized how much affection there is, how much I feel connected. And just like with, with the brothers and with the sisters, it just felt related. It was a very beautiful experience. And also like the joy and I mean I was giggling a lot. <laughs> I hope I haven't offended anybody with that, but but part of that was also just the excitement that came for me with the perspective of having to sit up here and being in that that very unusual situation which was very challenging. Like in the beginning of this week, I was at the point where I said to myself, I can't stand this stress, this excitement any longer. 
if you ask me, I just say no. No way. <laughs> too late. <laughs> I've waited too long. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> and, but there, there were both sides. There was this one side who said, it's just too much stress. I don't want to be in such a situation with so much stress. The other side said, but well, I'd like to try. I'd like to experience what it means sitting up there and talking to people, feeling nervous and still talking. <laughs> and, and then time went by and he didn't ask me. And I came to the point where I felt very, very upset. He's leaving me out. <laughs> he just doesn't care how I'm feeling. <laughs> and I went, I mean, it's funny now, but I really, it's funny because it really was, how do you say, it was pushing a button and it was opening up something I've never seen so clearly before which is actually a very difficult emotional pattern I can recognize about myself, just kind of getting into a, being in a situation which I can't control, which I have no power over what's coming, what's not coming. I'm just kind of, I feel victimized with that. And maybe more than other people, I, I'm not sure. I think so. It doesn't matter really. And just saying, well, what do I do with this? And that was the point when I said no, I just say no, which meant I don't have the power to say when I'm doing it, but I have the power to reject. I just say, no, at all. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> and that I hope, uh, what I was hoping for with that thought was that I actually came to a point where I could be peaceful again. <laughs> I wouldn't have to worry anymore. And I didn't have just three hours to die like Sister Tita Maida. <laughs> it was much longer. So <laughs> it was kind of quite long, actually. <laughs> and some of my sisters know more deeply what, what I was going through. I felt what was really encouraging was but also in that situation, what I realized was there were really good friends. There were really few people there who, was, who were caring, caring how, I'm, how I was feeling and, and kind of trying to support and did support. And it was not just the sisters, there were also a few of the late people like Jen and Hananichita who were really good friends in that situation. And then what happened yesterday was um, yesterday afternoon before the first sitting, Lung Po was asking Sister Vantachita if she would 
give a reflection. And she didn't want to. And he asked, Hatsi and Wimbledon, because they, he met them both at the office. And when I heard that, I felt utterly, how do you say, um, I don't even know, like, not support, utterly convinced, is maybe the right word, utterly convinced in this view that I was left out, that I was overworked, and that he just didn't care how I was feeling. That, that brought up a lot of sadness and a lot of hurt. Like I remember this morning, I just, just, I just felt like that's it. He just, he just doesn't really care. And again, like coming back to what I was talking before, like attachment the view of self, and what I could see happening with that was like the view that I have about myself, like Vibhavatanha, the one that what I don't respect, what I don't accept in myself was, was coming out very strongly, like this feeling of, you're just not good enough, can't do it, he, he knows that better than you probably. <laughs> and and projecting it on him. And then, today at meal time, or before the meal, Ajahn Yonarato came and brought this note. <laughs> and I was, I was sitting there and I just, what is that? <laughs> For me it was clear that I wasn't going to be asked anymore. And so, for for a while the, the mind just went completely blank. And just like one or two of the sisters asked me, are you doing it now? I said, I don't know. I just, I don't know what, what to do now. <laughs> just kind of like, just everything was just completely falling, falling together. Like everything I had built up around this theme about this issue, like for almost two weeks. I mean, I had a lot of time. <laughs> I just, oh, yeah, I just can, can see like how, how much there still is to learn. But also like, and again with all that happening, what I could feel underlying very strongly was this feeling of embracing and of welcoming and like with the feeling of hurt and rejection and anger and whatever was coming up like I could feel yes I can say yes this is what I'm feeling and this is I don't like it some of it I really don't like it I don't like that I'm feeling this but this is it and that's okay and that is it's a very new experience. And in that, this teaching, whether Lung Po was giving it consciously or not, was incredibly powerful and very, very meaningful.
have another poem I'll do it in the end which kind of I read this poem I, I read this poem quite in the beginning of the retreat and I said well this man he really knows what it means to live this life most of you know him it's a poem of Kabir and it's called Difficulties Friend, please tell me what I can do about this mind world I keep spinning out of myself I gave up expensive clothes and bought a robe but I noticed one day noticed one day the cloth was well woven so I bought some burlap but still threw it elegantly over my left shoulder I stopped being a sexual elephant and now I discover I'm angry a lot I finally gave up anger and now I notice that I'm greedy all day. I worked hard at dissolving the greed and now I'm proud of myself. It's good, isn't it? (laughs) When the mind breaks Sorry. When the mind wants to break its link with the world, it still holds on to one thing. Kabir says, listen my friend, there are very few that find the path. I like that very much. <laughs> I could see myself very much in that and seeing like how we sometimes really can fool ourselves or maybe not even just deceive ourselves not not seeing that we just find something else to cling on to I'm talking about myself thank you very much